Hi, friend. My name is Amy Joy, and this is the Make Prayer Beautiful podcast. I have been reflecting on how I went from not praying for eight years to feeling very much like I walk with the Holy Spirit. What changed in order for that to happen? And I've shared, I guess you could say, the externals of my story along those lines. What who did I meet? What were some of the inflection points along the way? How did my thinking change based on my life experiences? And then yesterday I shared about impartation that we actually get to give gifts that have been given to us. I think another thing that was completely transformative for my ability to hear was the recognition that it I, okay, how do I want to put this? My assumption had always been, if I'm thinking something, it might be God, but it's probably me. And at one point, I listened to a Heaven and Business lecture, and they turned that assumption on its head and said, what if you assume that it might be you, but it's probably God? And that was really powerful. I also did a course called, I think, Four Keys to Hearing God's Voice or something like that by Mark Verkler. And he just had some really practical explanations. Like, God's voice doesn't sound like an external voice. It is not a Charlton Heston booming baritone that would sound like, this is God. It actually just sounds like your voice in your head, except that the words that it says are going to be kinder, nicer, more creative, unexpected, really filled with grace. And once you have that perspective, like, oh my goodness, it just sounds like me, except different or not my normal thought patterns. Maybe it'll have a word that I wouldn't normally use in my vocabulary, or maybe it will be something so unexpected. I would not have come up with this on my own. One funny example, I was in Manhattan in the fall of 2019 and it was really early in the morning and I was out walking and I thought I am going to do a cartwheel because I just want to. And I thought about that later because I thought is that is that normal for me? I mean, I do turn cartwheels when I see grassy places and such, but it was almost like I wonder if the Lord just wanted a little burst of joy on this particular street. Maybe. So I haven't necessarily settled that one for sure, but why not? I, that That isn't opposed to what God would have, like a little burst of joy cartwheels on the sidewalks of Manhattan. And so I think there was also for me the need to say, I am going to be okay with the fact that I've gotten it wrong, but I also need to grant myself grace for the ways that I have gotten it wrong in the past. Because in the past, I have many stories, and I could share them at some point, though they're not very fun to listen to, about times that I've had a certain impression and then not followed through. I'll give one that's only sort of painful. Um, Some years ago, we had, I think, six working freezers because we had butchered a bunch of our animals as part of shutting down our farm operations. And at one point, I knew that we had a box of ice cream bars in a freezer. And I thought, I just want an ice cream bar. And this is not super normal for me. I don't eat a ton of sugar. I am really overall a pretty healthy person. And I'm also very good at avoiding cravings. 
most of the time. And so I thought that is so odd. I like, I have had those ice cream bars in the freezer probably for four months and I've never once thought, oh, I should just go get an ice cream bar. And it came again later that day. It came again the next day. And I kept thinking like, okay, this is just a test of my will. I can avoid it. Well, a week later, I went to the freezer and opened it and everything had thawed. And I don't remember now if it had spoiled. That has happened probably more than once on my farm. But I thought, oh, if I had just come and eaten one of, gotten an ice cream bar, I'm sure that was when the freezer shut down. And I would have noticed that the things were softer than they should have been. And I could have salvaged a lot of this food. And so that would be an example though, where I would be like, oh my goodness, I totally missed the prompting of the Holy Spirit. How frustrating. And then there would be the cry of repentance. I'm so sorry. And then the hope, please don't let me quench the Holy Spirit. And then the plea, oh my goodness, please don't hide your face from me. I will try to do better. I'm sorry. And instead of it being kind of a fun walk with God, like an adventure, it became more like a a season of shame and judgment. And I am pretty good at self-flagellation. And so, oh, anyway, I self-flagellated a lot and said, bad, bad, bad. So what was it like though to say, you know what? I am actually God's child. And Steve and Wendy Backland taught that in a family, you celebrate progress, not perfection. And they gave the example of a little baby who takes a step for the first time and how everybody celebrates that step. No good parent looks at that child and says, well, you fell down after only one. You pretty much suck as a walker. Maybe you'll never be a walker. That is horrible parenting. Instead, the parents are like, oh my goodness, call the grandparents. Can you believe it? They just, this baby just took a step. We're so proud of you. Oh my goodness, big hug. And there is such a celebration. And so I think my problem is that I had been pursuing God from that position of, I'm so sorry, I missed it and fell down. And and the Lord was looking at that and saying, do you see that I actually communicated something to you and you heard it? You didn't know what to do with it. You were untrained. You hadn't listened. You didn't know what it was like to listen to my voice. You kind of got your signals crossed like, oh, I thought that was my inner craving instead of the warning from the Lord. But that's okay. You are hearing. I'm so proud of you that you're, you're starting to tune your ear. And so a lot of my journey really has been about saying, let me actually just have more grace for myself and be willing to listen to God on the journey. So Lord, hmm, this has not been easy. It, we, these are not topics that we talk about a whole lot in the church. These are not topics that I think we even know how to explain. So thank you for those who have gone before and given word pictures and examples and teaching so that we can have an easier time listening to your voice. Lord, I ask for those who are hearing my voice that you would bless them with the ability to hear your voice more clearly and that you would bless them with the peace that they get to actually be in process, that you're not frustrated with them, that you call us part of your family and that families celebrate progress, not perfection. So Lord, I ask for ever so much grace over the lives of these, my brothers and sisters, and I thank you for who you are and for your preciousness, Jesus. Amen.